lights. It's seven Friday night. Welcome to the 7 Friday Night Remote Headquarters in Mission Viejo for our quick reaction episode to night two of the CIF State Championship Bowl Games. I'm Chase Bryson, the managing editor of Sports Stars Magazine, and I'm here with my co-host Ben Enos. It's past midnight here, and it feels like we watched all of NorCal's top programs turn into pumpkins. So before we bum you out with more talk about valiant yet losing efforts, we want you to hear some happiness. You know who was happy on Saturday night? Our good friend Ike Dodson, because he got to see an electric finish at Grant High where the Pacers beat San Jacinto 36-34 for the three AA sponsored by Rayovac State Bowl Championship. Hasn't covered a football game in a month and just falls into an instant classic, Ben. So we come down here, we fly early morning, we get to Mission Viejo on a Friday, we cover two games, we get up, we cover three more games today, and Ike rolls out of bed, rolls down the, the highway, heads to Del Paso Heights, and sees an instant classic. I mean, <laughs> it's that's about as Hollywood as you can get. So while we sit here and record after midnight for the second day in a row, Ike is at home reveling in the great game that he saw. So we should indulge everybody and let them experience what he shared with the world through the sports stars magazine twitter account it was a late touchdown pass from jojo mccray to kyle ryan that gave grant a 36 34 win let's hear the reaction from del paso heights before we bum you out with the results from mission viejo yes happy people here here's some audio of ice interview with Pacers coach Carl Reed in the immediate aftermath of Saturday's win. Coach, uh, how special is this moment oh, for you? Oh, Jesus Christ, I can't tell you. I talked to you at the beginning of the year. You probably I, never imagined something like this. No, I, 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 it's, you couldn't paint a better picture. You couldn't paint a better picture. Everything we've been through, the bounce back from coming from behind, you cannot paint a better picture. What does it take to be a state champion? A hell of a team and a more amazing coaching staff. Sid Quan Thompson, Joe Johnson, David Cunningham. Amazing coaching staff and amazing team that bought it and took care of business. You had members of the 2008 state championship team behind you the whole way. Spoke to your team your last yes. practice. How special was that to hey, have that group here? They told us we had to set the standard, and they told us to take care of it, and these kids did that. <laughs> Any lasting thoughts when you saw that last play get caught hey. reception? I'm too old for that. I am too big for that. But it's there. <laughs> we did it. Thank you. On top of the world, we're back. We're back. So Chase and I came all the way to Mission Viejo to report on games that were in Northern California. I'm sure Sports Stars headquarters is very appreciative of that. <laughs> but you know what? We like to deal in winning occasionally. So before we talk about the action here in Mission Viejo this weekend, I want to mention the great efforts from some of our NorCal teams in Northern California today, including Escalon. Escalon wins the Division IV AA State Bowl Championship with a 28-7 win over Northwood. Oh, guess what? There's another State Bowl Championship going to Novato, California. San Marin, Beaker Nauta Hills, 32-8. Houston 
defeated Muir 9-6 in the Division 5AA game. A game you may have heard a little bit about on the interwebs tonight, the Division 5A game in the northern section, Orland defeated Shafter and a very unhappy coach, <laughs> 20 to seven in Mud Bowl, uh, 2022. And let's see, let's wrap this up. Atascadero took the 6A title over San Gabriel, and Lincoln of San Francisco beat Crenshaw 54 to six. So, but now that we have set the scene on a glorious day for NorCal football. <laughs> where we were not quite so glorious. It, it started out well, though. It started out well because I would say the best game we saw of these five was the noon game today between Saramon Valley of Danville and Granite Hills of El Cajon. Uh, that game went uh, to overtime, and the only reason it got to overtime is because Saramon Valley led a pair of fourth-quarter game-tying drives to take it to overtime. And uh, it was just, it was a really, it was, it was kind of a snoozer of a first half. I think we'll all agree with that. Sure. But the second half, both teams started to click. Both teams continued to answer each other. And it was, it was just really good. It went down, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever seen an overtime game at State. Um, you were the press box. Did they say there's ever been an overtime game at State? I can't remember. I don't think anybody mentioned it. Yeah, I don't know if there has been or not. I don't remember seeing one. Um, you know what? I think I take that back. Didn't wasn't St. Mary's of Stockton against Cathedral Catholic? It could have been an overtime game. I think Liberty Brentwood. My no, I think it was Folsom. Folsom and Cathedral Catholic okay. played an overtime game, and Joe Nagata had a touchdown that tied the game late. There you go. Yeah, so I guess there have been overtime games, but that was the first one on time I'd seen one in person. Uh, I thought both teams played really well. It was a bummer for uh, Saramon Valley, but they sure, I think of all the teams, they they probably showed best on the stage. Yeah, for sure. I, I think you have to give a ton of credit to uh, Aaron Becker, his coaching staff, and the Wolves players because they are, there were multiple opportunities in that game today where they could have folded up uh, and just taken a loss, and they did not do that. They continued to fight. Um they would take a punch from Granite Hills and they'd punch right back. Credit to Luke Baker. I mean, we've said it all season. Uh, he didn't, I wouldn't say he had his A stuff through the air today, but he did with his legs. And so he was able to make plays in a variety of ways. I also really liked his comments after the game. You know, Luke's a junior, um, and it was all about playing for the seniors and a really good senior class at San Ramon Valley. I am already looking forward to seeing Luke Baker play yeah. again next year. Um, Austin Shelton, what can you say? Another oh, man. Huge field goal with the game on the line, forced overtime. So, yeah, credit to, to San Ramon Valley for really playing hard. Uh, Would have been nice to see them come out on top in the extra period. But, you know, sometimes that happens. And, and like I said, QB1 is back. He will be... He'll get the moniker from us next year. He's QB1. He's the new QB1. So, uh, he's he's going to be a force for Sandermon next year. Shout out to Caleb Padrid, too, because he was playing on one and a half ankles today and made some big catches on, on a couple of those key drives for them. Uh, and he played defense. 
as well. So Trevor Scott, big game. Trevor Scott had a big game. Two touchdown, two touchdown catches. Yeah. So uh, really good showing for Sermon Valley, even though they didn't get to bring home the hardware. Um, I think they've got a lot to build on for next year, as you point out. And uh, that'll be good. Uh, also, I, I even th- Austin Shelton is a junior as well. So they got their kicker back next year also. It's always nice to not have to go into the free agent market <laughs> to get a kicker. <laughs> All right. Well, then it, it, it got progressively worse after Sermon Valley left. Fact. <laughs> Uh, Worse is a state of mind. <laughs> it's a state of being. All right. Um, yeah, it's it's something. Pittsburgh was trying to wrap up Coach Victor Galli's career with the Pirates with a win, and it did not happen. They fell behind 27-6 to in the first half, and it didn't get a whole lot better in the second half, although they did add a couple of uh, touchdowns to keep it from becoming a running clock, but they eventually succumb 48 to 20 to a very good Liberty Bakersfield team. I felt confident going in that that the thing, I thought of all the three teams today, I thought they had the best chance of winning because they just knew their opponent. And I think I understood, I probably undervalued how good Liberty Bakersfield was. They, they, they were impressive to me. Uh, what, it, what it looks like to you, Ben, you were shooting the game. Uh, you were down on the sidelines. I don't think Pittsburgh is, as bad as they looked or as they made them look maybe, but Liberty was good today. No, I think this, this falls into the category that we've talked about Pittsburgh all year long. They have the talent to play with anybody except for maybe the team we saw win the game after Pittsburgh. (laughs) I wouldn't like their chances in that one. Um, But I think they just looked a little out of sorts early on. You know, um, I was talking to a few members of the coaching staff throughout the game And the beginning of the game actually started just like it did last year, a big potential play uh, with a downfield pass on the first drive of the game just missed. Uh, And if that hits, then maybe things turn out a little bit differently. Um, I I just thought they looked a little out of sorts, and that's credit to Liberty for taking them out of their comfort zone um, and playing a really good game. The name to know from tonight's game is Keyshawn Kizzy. I mean, that dude was literally everywhere. Um, And when we talked to the Pirates coaches after the game, you asked if he looked like that on film, and they said, no, he looked like that last year. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we knew what we were getting with that guy. So um, Liberty Bakersfield is just a really good team. Um, Like you wrote in your story, sometimes the storybook ending just doesn't happen. And that it doesn't take anything away from the season that Pittsburgh has had and the 21 seasons that they've had under Victor Galley. So, um, yeah, would you have liked to uh, – we talked about this last week. Would you have liked to see them win? Yes. Uh, was it a foregone conclusion? Absolutely not. So right. that's that's why they play the game. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy that uh, at least – for, for Coach Galley, I'm, I'm happy that he still got a a legit championship moment in the rain, carried off his home field as a champion, NorCal champion, not state. Uh, but I know that's he's going to remember that a lot longer um, that he's going to remember what happened today. So Yeah. Um, he took everything in stride. I think, I, I think he has a really good sense of the big picture. Um, not to mention the fact that I maintain 
that he will not be a stranger around Pirate Stadium. So I think he said it to you in the post game as well. Yeah, he did. You know, he just won't be the guy that makes the final decision on lots of things, but he's still going to be involved with Pirate football. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see him around. One thing I do want to say: there was a lengthy delay in the second half, and so we're thinking good thoughts for uh, Jaden Hudson tonight. Very talented young player for Pittsburgh who had to be taken off um, for precautionary reasons. Uh, but just thinking of him and hoping that everything comes out okay because he's going to be one of the East Bay's best players over the next couple of years for sure. Yep. They lose a lot of seniors, a big senior class on that team, so it'll be interesting to see what that team looks like uh, coming up next year. They're going to look a lot different, but let me tell you something. There's talent. Everything we've seen and everything we've heard, Marley Alcantara can play football, so they have a quarterback coming back, and that's a good place to be. Yep. All right, Ben. What do you want? What do you want to say about the final game of the night? I don't know. I mean, I don't either. It was St. John Bosco were who we thought they were, and everyone else thought the same thing. Uh, I'm amazed that there were that many people there to see it. <laughs> it's a good crowd. Good crowd. It was a really good crowd. Credit to the Sarah supporters for coming down. Yes. We we figured Bosco supporters would turn out, but credit to Sarah for traveling really well. I want to pull up Coach Walsh's quote here because I really like it. Yeah. SportsStarsMag.com going a little slow tonight. It's the wee hours in the morning. <laughs> the hamsters have been sleeping. We're waking them up. Um, but Coach Walsh, after the game, told you, because I was in the press box staying warm, as is my custom, uh, he said, I was talking to a college coach this week, and I said, hey, if the Baltimore Ravens decided to play college football, that's what this feels like. It's just on the high school level. The Arizona Wildcats have five or six pros. The Ravens have 53. We have five, six, or seven college guys. They have 50. I mean, it, that's that's what we're dealing with here. And as I was telling you after the game, you know, I don't know that I've ever been in a situation where literally everybody expected one thing to happen. Yeah. Um, would Sarah have liked to put some points on the board and maybe keep it a little closer? Absolutely. But, man, it – starting with our conversation with Mark Tennis uh, during the week, all the way through tonight's game, you couldn't have found anybody involved with tonight's operation who thought that that game was going to go any different than how it did. So No, you couldn't. And we, you know, Mark Tennis said it, uh, even Coach Wall said it tonight. It's not like Bosco is doing anything wrong or – illicit or whatever it's just they just have all the talent that's just and it's gonna be that way until some of the talent decides to go other places yeah no it's it's kind of a bummer way to end a good weekend of football and i know yes no the california didn't win any games down here this weekend but it was still a very enjoyable experience shout out to the CIF staff for making it that way. Saddleback College gets high marks from us as a venue. Um, just would have liked to see maybe a win. Maybe two. <laughs> maybe two more. I don't know. I just know I was immediately envious of like forgetting to talk to happy people. So Shiny happy people. Yes. REM shout out. 
Um, we're going to endeavor to talk to happy people next week. We will try and get a winner or two uh, from the games that we didn't see to uh, to come on the pod and talk to us about their experience. We're going to rush for a couple days, so no Tuesday show this week. We will aim to get our uh, last regular season uh, slash postseason episode in by Wednesday, and then uh, and then we'll take a few weeks off for Christmas break. We'll be back with our famous outtakes episode probably by the end of December, and then look for uh, our old NorCal team season finale uh, by mid-January. So that's the plan going forward. We are going to try and get some sleep because we have a 7 a.m. drive to San Diego to catch a 9.50 flight. And so far, this trip hasn't had the the cleanest uh, tra- the cleanest uh, transportation record. So uh, who knows what's await- what awaits us, although it sounds like a rainstorm might. So that's great. Southwest Airlines, we're looking at you. <laughs> uh, and yeah, rest is for the week. And the reason I say that <laughs> is because the podcast that you were supposed to get last night happened this morning because we both fell asleep. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's after midnight. It is. We're going to let it all hang out. <laughs> yep. So that'll do it for our uh, reaction pods from down here in Southern California. Uh, Bone, we didn't get to see a win. Happy for the teams up north who did get that victory. And we hope to be talking a little bit more about you guys uh, next week, middle next week. And uh, you know what? I have. Did you have any other final thoughts you want to add? Who sang the song, Don't Cry, It's Over? <laughs> oh, that's uh, was that Crowded House? I don't no, know. I don't know. I'm gonna go ugly cry because it's over. <laughs> um, I would I would like to shout out all the players from losing teams that talked to us today. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and yesterday. And yesterday, uh, Derek Thompson from De La Salle, Zach Baker from Saramon Valley. That would be Luke Baker. Yep, not his brother. Uh, Luke Baker from Saramon Valley. Uh, I know Zach Card and Rashid Williams from Pittsburgh. Uh, didn't end up talking to any Sarah kids um, tonight um, for obvious reasons, but it takes a lot to be willing to do that, and we appreciate it when you do. And uh, thanks for that, for sure. Good leaders. Good leaders who are going to be good men uh, going forward in life. I would go to battle with any of those guys that we just named. 100%. All right. We are going to rest and try and get home in one piece. And we will talk to you guys next Wednesday. It's really over. (laughs) 